0: five look at somebody else and tell them today is my funeral and it's the last one that you ever gonna have to come to for me (laughs) second corinthians chapter five verse 17 y'all ready Glory to God. Glory to God. When you got it, say amen. I just want to pause for a moment and recognize my beautiful wife. <laughs> she puts up with me and, uh, yeah, <laughs> my mom not there. She puts up with me and uh, she prays for me a lot. <laughs> she prays for me a lot. I mean, almost. I think I'm at the top of her prayer list. I've been asking the Lord, Lord, can I do better so I can come down to, like, number five? But I'm at the top of her prayer list. I praise God for her. I got some friends in the house tonight. Love you, brother. Y'all know who y'all are. And also, Current Church, love y'all so much. Yeah. A lot of you guys came over tonight. I appreciate that. All right, y'all ready? All right. Let me get there. I'm behind. Man, we're going to go through the word of God tonight. I'm so excited. This this has become my favorite part. So, all right, let's go. Therefore, y'all read it with me. Therefore, if, he's a what? Old things have passed away. Behold, uh uh-oh, hold on. That word behold means to stop and to what? So the new creation that you're becoming, the world is about to do what? Stop and okay. Behold, all things have become what? Now let's go to verse 18. Now all things are what? Who has reconciled? Who, in other words, he's brought us back to himself. Who has reconciled us to himself through who? Through who? so your works didn't do it your singing in church didn't do it the way you play the piano, the drums, bass, guitar it didn't do it the way you lead worship didn't do it it don't matter how good you preach it didn't do it but only through who? through Jesus the Christ that's how you're brought back to the Father that oh oh, here we go and has given us the ministry man Okay. Has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We, we thank you, Lord, that in these next few moments, many hearts are about to be changed, Father. I thank you that eyes, are o- that eyes are open to see you. That ears are open to hear you. And Lord, I thank you that the hearts of stone will be replaced with a new circumcised heart a heart father that you're going to place in there and give life that was not there before but by Jesus Christ you are reconciling us back to yourself in Jesus name we pray everybody take a seat and say amen why don't you just look at somebody and tell them I'm coming alive I'm coming alive look at somebody else and tell them I'm coming alive Now look at somebody and tell them this. Now it's time for you to come alive too. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, um, I was just sharing with Apostle John in the back. Every time they put me on Wednesday, it is a hard task because I basically have to preach the same message that I did last year. Because it's just the simplistic gospel. And today I want to take you on a journey of the old man dying and the new you coming alive in Christ. You know, I, I grew up in church and uh, one of the, the, the worst things that happened to us is that we be, we begin to let encounters with God become common. We went to church convention after church convention and there was a guy there who was preaching fire. They had a specific service for us his name was Mike Davis all the way from LA I mean this man is a true man of God I don't I I mean it was I, I it was it was in, indescribable indescribable and honestly we were encountering God but our encounter with God had become so common that the moment we left there everything that had happened to us on the altar stayed on the altar and tonight I don't want that to be the case. I want the old you, the old us, to be left here, burned up in the fire. I said burned up in the fire. So that when we leave here, we are forever marked. We're marked with eternity. Look at somebody and say, it's time to be marked with eternity. All right. Now let's jump into the word. God's desire Is not to make you better His desire is not to make you a better person It's enough self-help books and this is not one of them His desire is not to make you better His desire is to make you new Do You understand that when you become better all it is is a better version of what you once were So now you just sin better than you sin before now you can hide it before better than you did before. In other words, God is saying to us through this scripture that when you encounter me, that there's something that happens. There is a transfer that happens, and the transfer is your life for the life that I want to give you. And so many people want to have two lives. So many, especially this generation, we desire to live life on the fence. Uh, and I believe it's Jonathan McReynolds who, wanted, who wrote a song. You said that, he said that you just can't have your cake and eat it too. And there's so many people in this generation who are okay with living in the grave. And I'm telling you that God is tired of it. We will not be a generation who says uh, uh, that I, have a, I know God or I've seen God and then we don't actually live it out. Right, 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 right. Because that's what we've seen for a long time. Matter of fact, I'm not trying to step on no toes. I know many people are watching. But it's been preachers and pastors and apostles and prophets who have come and they're saying, I come in the name of the Lord. But in reality, they're trying to get something from you that's ungodly. And then they come preaching this false gospel that tells you that you can live however you want to because the grace of God covers it up. And I'm telling you that Paul wrote in the scriptures, shall we continue in sin, that grace may abound. In other words, Paul was writing sarcastically telling you, get yourself together. Because I'm telling you tonight, I don't come just as Pastor Caleb. Tonight, I come as a prophet of the Lord to tell you that it's time to get yourself right with Jesus. Playtime is over. We are living. Apostle John's been teaching on this. He taught on this a while ago. That we're living in the last and evil days. And how do we really know it? Because there's churches that have a form of godliness denying the power thereof. When you can go to church and walk out the door unchallenged, when you can go to church and walk out the door the same way you came, you didn't really encounter Jesus. You countered, you encountered a form of godliness. And tonight, I'm telling you that the Lord came to set you free from you. Because your biggest enemy is yourself. Your biggest enemy is you. Why? Because you get in your head. And you tell yourself, "See, man, James actually says it." Go to, go to the book of James. Go to the book of James. James chapter one. James chapter one. So about that database, yes, Lord. James chapter one, verse thirteen. <laughs> Ooh. Y'all ready to read this? Some of y'all not going to like me tonight. And I'm telling you that it's okay. Because security is going to walk me right out of here. With my spiritual dad. Right to the car. And we gone. (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow though. But we gone for the night. (laughs) All right, y'all ready to read? Let no one say... When he is tempted, I am tempted by, for God cannot be, hold on, now we just read, I was just sharing with you Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus was tempted. So what then is James saying, for God cannot be tempted by evil? In other words, Jesus already had the victory before he went and took The only reason that the enemy was able to even come to Jesus is so that we can have Hebrews chapter 4. Where he says that we have a high priest who has been tempted at all, yet without sin. In other words, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness to show you and I that sin does not have to be where you ex- You're saying to yourself in the mirror I just can't stop doing it. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You can stop sinning. I don't know what it is. I just can't let it go. Yes you can. I just can't stop lying. No you lying now. Because yes, you look at somebody and say, yes, you can. Now, let's read. Nor does he himself tempt anyone. Yes. But each one is tempted when what? By his, own by his what? Oh, you are your worst enemy. And you're your worst enemy because you won't put you to death. But yet you're saying I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is telling you you are a liar. Because he said if anyone wants to follow me, they must fuss what? Do you know if you go read through the book of 1 John, John would call you a liar. John says that he that keeps on sinning is a liar if you say you fuck. Sin. It's not of God and it's a lie from the enemy for him to tell you that you got to keep on doing it. And I'm telling you that if you're living a life of sin, now watch this. This is the distinction that, 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 that John actually makes in 1 John. I didn't even come to teach this, but we're going to hit it. This is the distinction that John makes. John says that there's a difference between Sinning and the sin nature. Do you understand this? John is saying, he said, because he also says in the text, if you go and read it, he says, if you say that you don't sin, you are a liar. Now, why is he saying that? Because John understands that although Hebrews chapter 10 tells us that we are perfected. uh Uh-oh. People hate this word in the church now. But the reality is when you come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, when you walk through the torn flesh of Jesus, you're made perfect. I said you're made perfect. In other words, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now the problem is, is what happens after you've been perfected. Now, that's where, if you actually keep reading that verse, that same verse, I think it's Hebrews chapter 10, verse 13. Can we put that up there real quick? Hebrews 10, verse 13. Glory to God. Oh, there he is. For by one offering, he has what? Perfected Perfected when? Oh, my goodness. So, in eternity, I'm perfected. Do you see this? In eternity, I'm perfected. In other words, what I will be one day is already written. Now, this is what John is talking about in 1 John. John is saying, if you keep on sinning, then you're a liar and you don't have Jesus. But then he says, if you say that you don't sin, you're lying. In other words, what is he saying? He's saying that I'm perfected forever. But yet I'm being sanctified. In other words, in other words, we're not calling you to perfection right now. But what we are calling you to is a standard of holiness that says I don't want to sin no more. And the problem is, is that we continue to do the things that we were doing before we met Jesus. And if that's the case, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20, 21, and 22 need to be ripped out of the Bible. Because it literally says that when you encounter Jesus, there is a residue. There's a residue. Something about you has changed. This is where we pick up 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a what? No now, now, let's look at this. He's a new creation. In other words, you are no longer. I got this, I stole this from Pastor, Apostle, Apostle John here. He told me I can have it, so I'm about to share it with you. And we were on the phone. Actually, I always call him about what I'm going to preach, so I love it. And we were, we were talking about this. And uh, in other words, when the Bible says you are a new creation, are y'all ready for this? I said, are you guys ready for this? What the Bible is actually saying right there is you are no longer in the human species. Nope, man. Let's look at somebody and say, I'm not who I once was. You might see me now. You see me now, but you don't know who I am, though. <laughs> you don't really know me. <laughs> no, because what's happening is, yeah, it's, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it comes up in the next, yes, sir. Because Paul actually says before he gets to verse 17, he says, Regard no man after the flesh. Well, why is he saying that? He's saying because what he's getting ready to say in 17 is, I'm a new creation. I'm, I'm not, you saw me cutting up before. You saw me cussing the people out. You saw me, all you, right. You saw who I once was. And now, because you saw me before, you want to label me as that same person. And I ain't who I was before. I'm new, new, new. <laughs> One of my brothers is here from college. He knew me then. Hallelujah. <laughs> he knew me then but watch this that old me is dead we had a funeral and buried it about 5-6 years ago he's gone I'm going to tell you this share my brother's testimony I remember he came home from college, I, I wasn't up there at the time I had come back home and he, he had an encounter with the Lord at a church called Calvary up there. And one of my favorite preachers, his name is Nathan Morris. This dude can go. I mean, he is a fiery man of God. And they went to this encounter service, and uh, Kenan got saved for real. Glory to God. <laughs> this man of God got saved for real. And he came back home, and I'm telling you, this scripture is real. He came back home, and I was looking at him like, man, this is just my brother. But he came back home, and he was so on fire for God. My mom is here. She'll tell you, it shifted the entire aroma in the house. I mean, he was waking up early in the morning on his face praying, he was up late at night, on his face crying out, speaking in tongues, and guess what? Because we was there, and he was there, we was all waking up early in the morning praying. (laughs) We was all going to sleep late at night praying (laughs) because the Lord had did something inside of Kenan, and the old hymn, was dead. Now, watch this. Jesus meets uh, Simon Simon Barjona. Simon Barjona. Now, I want you to know this Simon Barjona Simon was not some dude who was just living a hellish life. You need to actually, if you read through scripture, Pastor John and I were talking about this this year. That he was actually, it was either him or his brother, were actually already, quote-unquote, following the teachings of God. Because he, was it his brother? It was his brother Andrew, was actually already a disciple of John the Baptist. So they already had some knowledge of Jesus. But what happened when Simon Bar-Jonah met Jesus? When he met him, Jesus immediately changes his name from Simon Barjona to Peter. Now, why did he change his name? Because now Simon Barjona was dead. <laughs> See, when you encounter Jesus, there has to be something that happens, there has to be an exchange, one life for another. And that's why Jesus said, if you follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. In other words, Jesus is saying that when you encounter me, I take who you were, kick it out the door, and I make you new. I make you new. So, that word new creation means you are no longer in the human Species. Now, if you actually go look this up in the Greek, it then goes on to tell you that you are da 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 superhuman. So, you know, when you, what's the song for Superman? I don't know. I ain't watching that much going on. My brother watched it. What's the song for, uh, what is it called? Power Rangers, hallelujah. Now, my brother definitely watched that. (laughs) He might not have watched Superman, but he definitely watched Power Rangers. (laughs) Oh, my brother Keith, glory to God. (laughs) They talking about which brother. (laughs) In other words, all these shows that you've watched, they're actually copying who you really are. Now, I'm going to just say this one thing and I'm going to be done. When you fall and you scrape your knee, does your knee just continue to bleed? What does it start to do? Well, the movies that we've watched, what happens when, when a superhero gets beat up a little bit? They start to what? Now, Who was the man with kryptonite? Was it Superman? Superman gets around kryptonite and he ain't healing. Now watch this. Your kryptonite is sin. And the reason why your superpowers ain't showing up. The reason why you're not superhuman yet. The reason why the ability, man, that grace, the ability that God has given you to operate and what he's called you to do, the reason why it ain't showed up yet is because you're messing with the kryptonite. you in the room with the kryptonite. you rolling up the kryptonite. You're drinking the kryptonite. You're sleeping with the kryptonite. And you're wondering why? Why do I have no power? Where's the grace to live holy? You are on the kryptonite. You're on the kryptonite. Tell them, get tell somebody to tell them, get off that thing. Get off that thing. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I had a friend. I had a friend who went off to FAMU. (laughs) Pastor Kiyoshi, would you just stand one time and turn around? Come on, just stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just open your jacket just a little bit. Shoulda went to Bethune. Shoulda went to Cookman. You went to the wrong school. <laughs> so I had a friend that went off to Famboo and <laughs> 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 He went off to U and he was smoking weed. Can we be real? Okay. He was smoking weed. And uh While he was smoking weed, somebody decided to lace. To lace the weed. They said they walked into the dorm one night, and our brother, I mean, we were very close. He used to play with us. Our brother, they say, he was laid out on the floor, crawling around on the ground. He was out of his mind. Oh, man. He was out of, man, you know what? Let's go, turn, I'm I'm about to go to here in a second. So put 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. He was out of his mind. He had lost control. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. This is how the enemy gets you. Because he lets you taste a little bit. And a little bit don't make you go out of your mind. You taste, man, man, you know what? I'm not going to go in the club, but I'm going to stand outside and I can still hear the music. Yeah, come on, y'all, y'all not playing with, I done been there. I done lived this before. I'm telling you, I would not go in the club. You know why? Because Chris couldn't get in the club. That's why we didn't go in. Chris was two or three years younger than me. So we would hang out, and Chris was hanging with us. I can say that because that's my brother. We would hang out, and, and we wouldn't go in the club. We would just hang around the club. But then that thing got good to us. So instead of just hanging around the club, we was like, bro, we'll pay you 50 extra dollars just to let him in. In other words, man, you know how? The Bible says that we've tasted and seen. The problem is some of us have tasted the wrong thing. Just like a drug. Now watch this. And now what you were doing just a little bit of has been laced with kryptonite. And now you're addicted to sin and you can't let it go. Watch this. Now watch what happens to you. Watch what happens to you. Back up. Back up. You know what? Go to verse. Actually, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 because you you actually got to read this part first. You got to read when Paul is talking about he's subduing his flesh. Or is that 1 Corinthians? Which one is that? 9.27, yeah, 1 Corinthians 9.27. You got to watch how he teaches. I mean, Paul teaches the mess out of this thing. But I discipline. Oh, let's back up. 1 Corinthians 9.27. 1 Corinthians 9.27. Thank you so much, media team. I know I'm just I'm giving just, oh, man. All right, here we go. Let's read it together. But I discipline my body. And bring it into what? Lest when I have preached to others, I myself. So Paul is saying, I ain't got time to mess with the kryptonite. Because if I mess with the kryptonite, it disqualifies what I'm preaching to you. And that's been the problem for a long time. So many people are preaching what they ain't living. And if you ain't living it, I don't want to hear it. And it doesn't have the power to even penetrate my heart. All right. Now, let's go on to verse, verse, uh, chapter 10. Go to chapter 10. Woo-wee. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all the fathers were under the cloud, who were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and drank and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and the rock that, and that rock was what? Forest. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our example. To the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also what? Lusted. As they also lusted. And do not become idolaters, as were some of them as it is written. Now I need you to see this. The people sat, sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Now put that same text. In the Passion Translation, but I'm about to tell you, but I want you to see it. They sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. What is that scripture actually telling us? What it's telling us is they lost all control. You might sit down thinking, I'm going to get back up from here. You might sit down. To eat with the enemy, thinking, it's all right it's good. it's good food. It's good drink. And I'm telling you that the moment that you sit down, the moment you play with kryptonite, is the moment you lose all control. And now you're saying, I'm depressed. And now you're saying, Pastor, will you pray for me because I don't have peace of mind. Pastor, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I can't go to sleep at night. You're playing, you playing with the crib. And now you've lost all control. Look at this in the Passion Translation. And practicing what? Come on. And practicing idolatry. They playing with my God. And some of them, as some of them did, for it is written, read this with me, the people settled into their unrestrained revelry. So that means they, had, they already had no control. So they settled into. So, un- Their uncontrollable living is something that they actually chose. It became their common duty. I'm going to be uncontrolled. You know why? Because the moment you try to gain control of something is the moment when you lose it. Jesus said, what does it profit a man? And do what? What? The people settled into their unrestrained revelry with feasting and drinking. Then they rose up and became wildly, wildly out of control. Parents, this is the reason your students are out of control because they're going to school. And they're living a kryptonite-filled life. And they come home, put it on a great show for you. But the reality is when they get to school, they are wildly out of control. And eventually, eventually, the mask will no longer be good enough. And that's why the Bible tells us what's done in the dark. Because eventually your out-of-control living has to show up. All right. Is this blessing you? All right. So you're a superhuman. Somebody shout, I'm a superhuman. You're in a new species that is not a new species. You're in a new species that is not a new species. In other words, the Lord is taking you back to your original creation. He's taking you back to the way that he originally intended for us to be. This is why Paul tells us, we already said this, but to regard no man after the flesh. Now we do know that the moment we accept Christ, I mean really accept Christ, there is a transfer. We've been talking about this. It's the old life for a new life. That's why Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, for it's no longer I who live, but it's what? But it's Christ who lives in me. This life that I now live. All right. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So where is the seed of new life? The seed of new life is only found in Jesus. Anywhere outside of Jesus is death. Anywhere outside of Jesus is death. You you know when the Bible says broad is the path to destruction? You know why? Because the enemy has many faces. And you know why it says that narrow is the gate that leads to life? It's because although Jesus has many faces, when you get to heaven, you're gonna see him in many different in many different ways. There's only one way to him. There's many ways to get to the enemy. You can go to hell leaping, you can go to hell jumping. Watch this. We would go out evangelizing, and, and Saxon will probably say this tomorrow because Saxon is a pure evangelist. But many times people are like, man, just pray for my healing. And they just want you to pray for healing. They just want you to stop there. They don't want to give their life to Jesus. They just want to be healed. And so I heard Saxon say before, what good is it for me to pray for your healing and now, instead of rolling your way to hell, you're just going to run in there. You was going to hell either way. I might as well just leave you in the wheelchair. <laughs> At least you'll go slowly. (laughs) All right, go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. We're almost done. John chapter 1, verse 1. Let's read this together. Begin. Begin. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2 He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was. Now watch verse 4 because I want you to see this. In Him was what? And the. Was the light of men. There's three things I want you to see in this. Life was not created. It was always there. Life was not created. Life is what we call it eternal. Somebody shout eternal life. Now, this is another subject, but many people stop right at eternal life, thinking that God's just trying to get you there instead of Him trying to get you there and Him coming here. All right. The next thing I want you to see is this life is in Christ. What was that? Let's read verse four again. In who? In who? Who is that him? So in Christ was life. I mean, it's as plain as day. In Christ was life. Outside of him, I die. In him, I live. Because it's in him that I live, move, and have. Now, if you go... Over to, to, to Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, it says that the just shall live by faith. Faith in who? Christ. So that life, you can't get this life outside of him. That's the gospel. You don't have fulfillment. Fulfillment. You don't have satisfaction. You don't have anything without Jesus. Matter of fact, I teach this all the time. You can't even get the Holy Ghost without Jesus. Now watch this. You can't even get the Father without Jesus. You know, in Acts chapter 9, we're going to talk about this in a minute, but I want to show you this part first. In Acts chapter 9, when that light shines on Saul, and Saul says, Lord, Lord, Lord. How did he know it was the Lord? Do you think that he was talking about Jesus in that moment? Who was he talking about? He was talking about the Father. Why? Because Paul had an honor for the father. He had no honor for Jesus. But I'm telling you this, if you don't have honor for Jesus, then heaven don't honor you. The Bible says that it pleased the father that the fullness of the Godhead would dwell inside of Christ Jesus. In other other words, everything that heaven has is inside of Jesus. This is why when, when, when Paul goes later in Acts chapter 19, and he says, what baptism have you been baptized into? And they say, we got John the Baptist baptism. He's like, oh, oh y'all tripping. <laughs> he says, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Why? Because the fullness of God is in where? Christ Jesus. Y'all don't like that teaching. Y'all think that's one way. No, that ain't. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. But you can't come to Jesus and you can't get his spirit unless you come through him. Matter of fact, the Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 10, that the flesh of Jesus has been torn. Just like the veil. You cannot have anything in the kingdom of God through the veil, the ripped flesh of Jesus, you better get some blood on you see the blood null and voids the kryptonite you get some blood on you and watch you start walking in power, you get some blood on you and watch you stop sinning you get some blood on you and watch you start living holy get the blood Somebody shout, I need the blood. I need the blood. Oh So lift your hands, receive it now. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. We don't talk about the blood enough no more. Woo! Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All right, let's go. Now, I want to show you this. If life is in Jesus, and there are people that we read about in Scripture who are outside of Jesus, but they're still alive. What are they? They're living, watch this, in the human level. Now watch what happens to the human level. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 that the world is passing away and everything in it. When I begin to live as a new creation, I'm not just here. I'm living now in a reality Within a reality. In other words, I'm not a part of this earthly realm. See, I might be here, but I'm walking on air. But when you're in the human level, this is what happened to Adam and Eve. This is what happened to them. They were walking on air, but they allowed the kryptonite. bring them down from another reality into this earthly realm and watch what happened that is the moment that death entered the world in other words if you're living in the human level if you're living a life without Christ you are a dead man walking Dead man walking. Go to John chapter 11. I didn't know how we were going to get there, but the Lord kept dropping this in my spirit. Go to John chapter 11. Woo wee. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Oh. Go up to, go to verse 20, go to verse 20. Go to verse 20. Y'all ready? Let's read it together. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Now, let let me just say this, and I know we probably ain't never said this before about this scripture, but I got to tell you this, Martha is crazy. Martha is talking out of both sides of her neck. Talking out the side. Fam, you think they played at the best. Jesus, we got to work on... <laughs> oh, man. She's talking out both sides of her neck. She mad with Jesus. She- but whatever you say... But you crazy, Lord. You should have got here. But, Lord, whatever you say, God... Y'all ever been there? Like, I, God, I know you can do it. I don't know if he can do it for real, though. And that's why you've never seen a miracle. Because it's either, God, you got it, or you don't, you don't mess with it. All right, let's keep on reading. Jesus said to her, your brother... Will rise again. Martha said to him, "I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last." There she go acting crazy again. She done flipped again. Now watch this. Jesus said to her, "What?" I am the this is one of those I am sta- I am statements. I am the resurrection and the what? Life. And the what? Life. And the what? And the what? He who Believes in me. Watch this. Though he may die, and whoever lives and believes in me shall what? In other words, Jesus is saying when you're found in me, you're living in a reality. Within a reality. See, the world might think you're dead. But I'm telling you, you're just taking a sleep. You're just taking a little nap. Because on that, man, oh man, I feel like preaching, preaching like an old Baptist preacher now. On that last day when the trumpet sounds. The Bible says that the dead in Christ will what? In other words, watch this. If he's saying that the dead in Christ will rise, he's just talking about this. The thing that has gone to sleep. Remember, you are a spirit that has a, that's living in. So this body might go to sleep. This body might go to sleep. But if you're found in Christ, you're living in a reality I wanted you to see that. Now, watch this. She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who has come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard this, as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of this text, but I'm about to show you something. Jesus just said to her that if you believe... You would never what? Yeah. She comes back. A few moments later, Jesus tells her, Move the rock. Yeah. He's getting ready now at this time to tell Lazarus, Boy, why are you sleeping, man? Why are you playing with these people? <laughs> why, are you playing, why are you playing with your sister? She's acting crazy. <laughs> Come get your sister. In other words, he's getting ready to tell Lazarus, come alive. And tonight, the Lord is saying to you, come alive. That flesh had to die for the new you to come alive. Now watch this. Jesus says to her, she keeps doubting, says move that rock. She's doubting, doubting, doubting. And he says, didn't I tell you, if you believe, then you would see the glory of the Lord revealed. You would see the glory of the Lord revealed. And I'm telling you tonight that if you would believe on Jesus, he wants to put his glory in you and on you. And he wants to take you from just being a mere man or woman. You know what I mean when I say man. From being a mere man to being superhuman. In other words, God wants to take you from death to life. And this is the part that we hate. We hate the fact that we got to die. And I'm not talking about a physical death. I'm talking about your will. Your emotions. Your lustful desires. Your wants. Your needs. Yes, all of that has to die. We hate this part. Because it doesn't feel good. We hate this part because we have to be vulnerable. We hate this part because we got to let him into the intricate parts of our life that we've locked and hid the key. But we forget that he knows all things and he knows where we put the key at. So he done went and got a brand new set of keys because he knows the locksmith. And now he done replaced the lock so you can't even lock it no more. And all the kryptonite, man, that you had hidden in your safe. All the kryptonite that you had tucked away that you thought nobody would see. You were trying to be like R. Kelly and be trapped in the closet. And the Lord is saying, I knew that trap already. And I come tonight to set you free. And I told you that if you believed on me, that you would see the glory of the Lord revealed. Last verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 44, 45. Man. When we say the old you has to die. It's the reason why we keep saying the old you. Do you know that in Genesis there was a man named Adam? But in Matthew there was another man named Adam. Now we call him Jesus, the Bible calls him the last Adam. Sounds very familiar to what scientists say, Adam. Matter of fact, the Bible describes Jesus, describes the first Adam. We're getting ready to read it. It describes the first Adam as a living being. What did this living being do? This living being provided for all of us death. The Bible actually says that he became a living being. In other words... This first Adam was not created that way. He was created, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, let us make man in our own image and likeness. That's your original creation. And that's what God is trying to get you back to tonight, young people. My generation. The Lord is trying to bring us back. Matter of fact, church in general. The Lord wants to bring us back to this. Do you understand why? Because it's in that place where pure holiness lies. The church hates the word holiness because we begin to think about all the I can't do's. Instead of thinking about it, I don't want to do that. But the problem is you want to do it. Because the first Adam inside of you, it's the Bible actually calls it in Ephesians chapter 4, I preached it last year, the ancient man. The ancient man inside of you is still living. And you got three people in you that's telling you what to do. You got the ancient man, the old self, and then you got the spirit. And you're trying to dictate which one is telling you the right way. I'm telling you that two of them got to die the ancient man and the old self needs to be put to death so that the spirit can stand up inside of you the bible says that they that are led by the flesh are or they that uh man they that are led by the spirit are sons of god they that are led by the flesh they do the things of the flesh they that are led by the spirit they fulfill The things of the spirit. But look at this. It is sown a natural body. You guys can take this out of here. Somebody just mark come and get this real quick. Hallelujah. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Watch this. And so it is written. The first man Adam became a living being. And the last Adam. Became a life giving. His desire is to actually give you the life that he has. In other words, Apostle Derber would say, Life as God has it. He wants to give you a life that you simply echo. That you simply echo the faith of God. Where is that life found? In Jesus. Acts chapter 9, Paul encounters Jesus. And do you know that in a moment, Paul was having visions from God. Paul not only had visions, but they were prophetic visions where he was prophesying. Like this was three days later. You need one encounter with God, and it'll change your life for forever. Are y'all ready? Everybody stand on your feet. Youth, get down here to this altar now. Come on. Everybody can get this, but I want the youth to get it. Get it, get it. Lift your hands close your eyes shatana masoto rabayatanala